Good afternoon and welcome to CKUT, to the Montreal Sessions, or in this iteration, the Swanee Sessions. Um, this is Penny Patterson, and I am joined in studio today with Kiva Stimak. Hey, hey. Louise Burns. This is I. And Alex Moskis. Hello, hello. For humans live on the air together <laughs> no, it's <laughs> the crazy. first time in a while so uh we're going to be talking about the upcoming swoney festival which is celebrating its 22nd year and we're going to be talking about uh some of the history and how the music festival has evolved over time and we're going to be featuring a lot of the music that you can watch and see uh, over the next month. It starts from June 3rd and goes to the 26th. Um, and there's 29, also 29, 29. <laughs> all months long, all June long. And there's also some workshops and other things. So we'll, uh, we'll be your guide to navigating the festival. And uh, I thought it would be a good place to start to just um, touch back because we're going into the 22nd year about the history so maybe Kiva, you want to talk about what was the initial idea around the festival? To be honest, um, we had just taken over the casa and me and my partner Moro at the time, and uh, we had gone from you know just getting out of university. We're twenty seven, twenty eight years old, and we had worked, I guess, um, jobs in labor. I was cleaning houses, and Moro was working in a nursery. And we were trying to think of another way to just live in this world. And uh, we heard from Jordy Rosen, who's an accordion player and uh, singer with a beautiful, beautiful soul, tarot reader as well, um, that the, the artist show, which was like a speakeasy in this storefront on Saint Laurent, the guy who was running it had taken off. Well, I don't know. There might have been some drugs involved. I don't know. Actually, I think there were some didgeridoos as well. Oh, yes. Drugs and didgeridoos. <laughs> And beer in latte bowls. <laughs> and a lot of tinfoil in the basement. <laughs> like the whole thing, floor to ceiling, was wallpapered in tinfoil by Bendy Wendy. Oh, wow. I remember that. But uh, so we heard from Jordi it was free, and we were like, okay. More, I was just got out of cooking school. I'd been working in a women's shelter. And uh, Moro had been playing in, band, in a band for a long time, a touring band. And we were like, oh, we can't let another venue go. Because also at that time, you had to pay to play, like, all the small venues there was some kind of charge to play and we were we were like we why can't we just make a venue i'll run a cafe and we'll we'll take over but we really didn't know what the heck we were doing you know we had a credit card that moro got when he was working at uh loblaws and <laughs> <laughs> children yeah turn off your radio <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, from humble beginnings to what it is today. But when you started the Swoney, like the yeah, festival yeah. It itself. It was just like... I mean, for me, it's always been like weird and beautiful music and highly experimental, but all over the map. So many different kinds from being very punk to free jazz to like very inclusive, diverse programming. How, how did you see it initially? And like, how would you say it's, it's evolved over time when you, when you curate it and choose the people you want to play? Right, right. Well, for sure, that is, I got to give props 100% to my folks mm. who, you know, I grew up in a certain generation and they were music lovers from Detroit. So they grew up, they gave me Motown, they gave me all the 60s music. My dad 
played John Coltrane as soon as I came out of the womb, you know? Like, and then the punk is my youth and Moro's youth. That's our youth. That's what we, you know, fell in love and connected on was that Billy Bragg, um, you know, too. So there's folk. There's the political music in there. Both my, the reason my whole family's in Canada is because my dad was a conscientious objector to the Vietnam War. So I grew up going to marches. <laughs> That's just where I was, carrying a placard. Um, hmm. So, what, what, where did that come from? What about your mom? Um, my, oh, this is deep. Let's go deep. Uh, my you mom. don't have to go that deep. But <laughs> musically, what, what musically? I'd say oh, one hundred percent. She was the best dressed hippie in Detroit. She mm-hmm. was going to the Grand E Ballroom to see Jimi Hendrix. You know, she mm-hmm. was fabulous. My dad made a pair of knee-high um, leather boots that he made himself, you know, with fringes on the side. <laughs> <laughs> and they were seeing the MC5. Like, all of that came from both of them, too, mm. you know? They grew up in a musical time. Like, the era mm. that they grew up was, like, some of the best music on the planet. And the place they lived was just pumping that out, you know? So That's they were why I blessed my child way. Detroit, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to just catch that high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, 100%, I mean, the name we, reason we named it the Casa del Popolo in the mm-hmm. first place, the House of the People, was totally, again, I credit my dad with that. He, when I was a kid in Toronto, he ran the Communist Party bookstore, like that kind of um, mentality, like making it free for the artist to play, making sure the beer was never over a certain price, hopefully trying to pay our employees a decent wage. But, you know, times are hard. It's hard to work within capitalism, I think. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're trying to do something that's about creativity and stuff, like a music festival or music venues, but at the same time you have to work within the confines of like selling beer and Mm -hmm. granting systems and... Making it happen. Yeah. Louise, what about you? You've been on the board of Swanee for a while and you've also been, you've got deep roots in Montreal music alternative community. What's your impression of the festival? What does it mean to you and how have you seen it change? Um, Well, I am a very good audience member. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What I would say is that I had uh, a very kind of confined music palette and uh, holded it true to my identity, you know? And so, and was a total snob <laughs> about all of that. But then... What the, was the palette? Well, punk rock, of, of course. course. <laughs> <laughs> Obvi. And, I mean, you know, rock. Very, you know, don't talk to me about folk or don't talk to me about certain genres of music. And then I was exposed to... Uh, experimental music or I guess rebellion yeah. in with different sounds and I felt like um, the Swony palette was something like I, I, I aspired to ingest you know I felt I was not worthy and that my knowledge was limited and it just kind of like made me hungry and uh, you know I just uh, ate it all up so I am always curious about how that kind of like broad, big ears happened, and you explained it quite well, actually. I think it's also like the music that I'm drawn to, or that I think the other people who are part of the Casa itself in the era, because it's like this is like Detroit was for my dad. I feel like Montreal was for 
a lot of people in Canada came here to make music. Mm-hmm. And in the era that when we started, Montreal was a really affordable place. It was mm-hmm. a city you could live in as an artist. I mean, this has all been in canon already. But because of that, so many interesting and far out things were happening, like all over the place when Casa opened in all parts of the city, you know, and it was a really dynamic and exciting time. Just the people in this room right now, I can remember seeing at so many different places doing really, can I swear on the radio? You can. <laughs> can or can't? Can't, C-A-N. <laughs> this is the mask on radio era that we're dealing with. Sign language. Okay. I mean, uh, within reason. Okay, really freaking good stuff, the people in this room, you know, like, uh, and, uh, I think when I started being inspired and listening to the music, too, I always wanted music. Um, I like how the free jazz describes itself as liberation music. So it's, it's music that's taking you someplace else or transporting you, which can happen in any music. I mean, it can happen in a Beyonce song. It can mm-hmm. happen in a reggae song. Like, it can happen. Like, it's not the style of music. It's the message or the, like you're saying, the feeling behind the music. And so I think when I listen to music... I'm definitely drawn to stuff that's, you know, challenging or um, it can even be irritating sometimes. Like, you guys have heard Borbetto Magus? Mm. Like, that shit? Some of my favorite uh, music I've despised on first day. I know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it challenges you as as an audience member. It challenges your your notions. It pushes you out of your comfort zone a lot of times. And also the radio was parallel to that experience for me. and being like uh, exposed to um, just like a, so much diversity in terms of genre and taste, and uh, you know, it was, it was so educational. So it was, you know, there was a there was just a sense of like possibility and yeah. um, DIY spirit and DIY. Uh, <laughs> is it? Do, do you are it? You're do you're it. <laughs> Well, that was it, too. Like, people were coming. Do your it. <laughs> I'll do my it. That's, a, that's the whole new approach and aesthetic right there. Alex, what about you? You've played in so many bands and so many musical projects, and you've played Swony so many times yeah. over the years. What has that festival meant for you as a performer? Um, a lot, actually. Um, you know, it's always been... Uh, well, it's always been a, one of the better paying gigs you can get making weird music. That's for sure. Um, it's always been, you know, I've always felt accepted in the space. I've always felt like it sounds good and that I'm, you know, surrounded by people that care, which is not easy actually to, um, you know, uh, the structure of a venue is not, even though people are there to see you play, the, um, it's, the venue itself is not usually not made for, like, it's not designed specifically. It's designed to sell beer, really, even though there's a stage that's kind of the central focus. But, um, so that was, as a musician, that was always something that was, like, hugely appreciated. Um, but then there's, like, the diversity of everything that, uh, was going on in the programming was always totally amazing and fascinating and stuff that like people hadn't one of the things that like Kiva and Moro were doing was like bringing stuff to Canadian cities that no one else was bringing to Canadian cities because I mean I lived I grew up in Ottawa and I lived in Toronto a bit for before moving and it was really hard to come across this kind of stuff you know um, 
So that was really, that was really game changing. You know, Canadians are like um, fairly conservative, even the weird far out ones. <laughs> and so people didn't want to take risks, I think, to, you know, to, to, to bring up, you know, of, you know, lesser known free jazz musicians and people like Born Beto Magus or whatever it is, you know. I so. think we weirded the scene, though. I think we definitely, like, now some of this stuff is just not, you know, like, it's not as radical as here as it was 20 years ago, you know? Yeah, that blows my mind, but it's true. A lot true. of this, these people who play Swanee now can play other big festivals. Yeah. Like, for example, Backwash that yeah. just went from... <laughs> the mart like right there couldn't get gigs to like now winning the polaris prize yeah so that's that feels good to know that you changed the game things are reverberating you know Mm -hmm. and that you know when you make music that speaks from your real heart and like i think that's one of the things like one of the most influential things i think i saw at swanee was when milford graves did Mm -hmm. his talk and uh we showed that movie mm-hmm. about his like I can't even describe his heart machine. Yeah. Alex, can you describe that thing? Uh, not really. I mean, it. Uh, gosh, he plays the rhythms of the heart in some yeah. like a drummer in some crazy beautiful ways, and he's yeah. hooked himself up to all these machines. And then he ended up getting sick in his heart and tried to heal himself with the music. And this year has been crazy for me, guys. Um, you know. I think COVID has been crazy for everybody too, you know, like this past few years, like the whole world has lived in trauma and uh, there's been like this global depression in some ways. And I think definitely this year's festival, I went and I listened to all the music and in a row and everything at this festival, I was realizing like is either dealing with depression or anxiety or um, isolation or paranoia in some way, but a lot of the music is actually joyful or ascending ascending yeah so it's like transformative or transcendental or all mm-hmm. these things that people use but that's why i'm super stoked mm-hmm. to uh get this music out to everybody should we play a song yeah well yeah so speaking of the music we opened up with uh with nation time by joe mcphee who's been a real who's performed at the first swanee ever and is also opening up this year and joe is one of the more elder statesmen of the 83 amazing amazing uh and someone you know if you haven't seen him live like yep 60s Run, legend don't walk. was in pauline Oliveros's deep listening band just like innovator 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 uh, also on the opening night is uh, Angel Bat DeWitt, mm. who is incredible, who we're going to hear from in just a moment. But I saw her perform uh, here in, uh, in April, and she's magic. Mm. She is just like space and cosmic yeah. beauty. <laughs> and she's very like Sun Ra, Afrofuturism, multi-instrumental on stage. She's magic. And, uh, space I was, wizard. Space wizard. Yeah, I was just so moved seeing her performance. And that's another one that I would be like, wow, what a way to open the festival. Um, so, yeah, we're going to take a listen to We Are Stars by Angel Batewit and come back.
Hey, you're back with uh, the Swony Sessions on CKUT FM 90.3. And you're here with uh, Penny Passan, Louise Burns, Alex Moxis, and myself, Kiva Stamak. We're talking about Swony. And you just heard from Jana Rush, who I am so excited that has come into this festival this year. I listened to this album, I think, nonstop for a good two weeks straight. It really helped. And... Uh, they're a veteran Chicago footwork producer, um, and it, the album is just like crazy. It's called like there's songs like suicidal ideation and bracing. Wow! Um, it's but called it really painful enlightenment. Painful enlightenment, yeah. But like truly enlightening, mm-hmm. and like that was uh, sampling Art Blakey's uh, moaning, moaning, mm-hmm. but taking it to a new level, you know. And uh, I think a lot of people like I was saying earlier, doing that this year, like really dealing with moaning and needing to moan and let it out, you know? So Penny, I was wondering, what are some of your favorite memories of years past? Have you seen any shows besides Angel? Uh, Any performers this time have I seen previously? Well, Jenna Rush is going to be fire. I'm really excited for that show. It's going to be like fast and furious bangers. Uh, Jaina, as well as Angel Bat, both fabulous Chicago. That's day one, day musicians, two. Women, yeah, like way to way to start it off with fireworks. I'm sorry, but every single night is freaking fire. Look at <laughs> just read the Prison Religion, Bread and Puppet, New Chance, Christian Wolf. You can't. Mm-hmm. The list just keeps going. It's. I'm so excited. I mean, I have tons of like very formative swony experiences uh over the years you know but uh i mean definitely a lot of those shows with the x and get at you and those were fantastic that's some of the best live music i've ever ever seen infectious you know um but uh yeah generosh is awesome like these like pumping house tempos that get just ratcheted up that have inspired this whole like new footwork dancing it's very like i've watched a lot of her boiler room sessions and they are <laughs> amazing 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 and the kind of movement it inspires chicago we talked about detroit but chicago is another one another one yeah you have Virtual to be ground. very athletic to keep up <laughs> with the music of Dana rush let's go to canada next then guys we're gonna hear from uh, toronto hardcore punks shit come in on a Another fire night. Total Nada's playing, Homefront playing, Kaza. One of Kaza's, I guess it's going to be one, two. It's going to be the third show at Kaza after being closed for three years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, We'll see if the neighbors like that. We're going to tear it up. (laughs) Shit are very much in the, like germs hardcore yeah. school of punk kind of yeah tighter harder louder faster top speed anti-capitalist uh, anti-capitalist and you know they've been they've been like stalwarts of the punk scene in toronto for years they've got a steady stream of like seven inches and uh live tapes that they've put out and they've also they i think they they run a record shop punk space they've done a lot for like creating community space and um, I think they also run that Not Dead Yet Punk Fest in Toronto. So, yeah, great to, great to have a good, solid punk night. There's a couple. There's a couple. There's Blemish, Advitum, and some friends, too. And another, there's some people from Philly coming. Oh, I think the same night as shit, Astute Palette, Retail Simps, Free Love Fenner. 
But uh, let's hear from some of them. We're going to hear Shit Eraser 3.
And we're back. That was No Queen by Philly's Astute Palette, featuring Emily Robb on vocals and guitar, David Nance also on vocals and guitar, Richie Charles on drums, and Daniel Parvizant on bass. And uh, they're also going to be playing the Swanee Fest on the 10th at the Sala Rosa uh, with the Retail Sims from Montreal who are a lot of fun, and Free Love Fenner. That's another pretty exciting lineup. The Burns Connection that night, baby. And shit, it's the same night as shit. I know. Yes. Oh. It's some, some hard choices. Some hard <laughs> oh, no, it's or, staggered. It's staggered, everybody. Or, or running back and forth. Yeah, yeah. No, one starts at 7.30 and one starts at 9.30, so. Wow. Full night then. You could do The both. marathon. The runners. punk marathon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so earlier we were talking about how, like, this is going to be Swanee. Swanee had to kind of just be um, online for the last two years. And this is going to be the first time back in person. And I think for a lot of people, it's really going to be this experience of, you know, healing. And all of us of sort of crawling out from under our collective rocks and and our isolation. And, you know, seeing music again live is going to is going to be really therapeutic for a lot of us. And I think uh, cathartic. I, the shows that I went to see recently, I've had like, like true like out-of-body catharsis mm-hmm. experiences, even when the music wasn't that good. I think just being in commune with other people in a room sharing You're that thirsty. kind of experience again. Mm-hmm. Oh, me too. I've been moved to tears at true, several shows true. you know it's just like I, I forgot how much I missed it I forgot how important it was mm-hmm. just to my like basic happiness to be able to see people make music and share that mm-hmm. in a room with other people it's really fundamental and a lot of the music at the festival uh, has been written during COVID and for so sure, it's sure. going to be this process for all of us just to work through our, our stuff but what has it been like uh, we also have Amy that's just joining Hello. us too, one of the organizers of Swony this year. Like, in my face. can um, Kiva or Amy maybe have you had any like um, discussions with musicians about what it's like for them to finally be performing live? Well, Amy is a musician. <laughs> Let's ask firsthand. <laughs> that's true. I have intel on both sides. Um, well, it it's. I mean, the the first show that I played post well. I had played um, some sort of live, live streaming type things during the pandemic, including Sony TV, which was a lovely experience. Um, and after my first show was in March and it felt weird. I mean, I, it, I expected it to feel weird. So I went and sort of calibrated for, <laughs> for like unexpected emotions on, on many levels. Um, but it caught me off guard just how it feels to actually physically be on stage and have the monitors feeding your voice and or, or your instruments and your bandmates sounds too back to you and having people actually reacting and like talk like i've found that there's um at least like 20 to 25 percent more supportive heckling than there was <laughs> <laughs> like both on my during my set i found that to be the case but also like other shows i've been to with people it's just this feeling of like yeah. oh my gosh we're here and i can talk to you <laughs> i can yeah, react yeah. in real time and i think it, there's a type of magic feedback that happens when you're physically there and performing. And as an audience member, for sure, I feel it. Like there's just nothing that, there's so much um, room for unexpected feelings and unexpected gratitude. And, and I, I really feel like people are exercising that to the fullest right now. For uh, my watching experience with Swony TV, I'd tune in, I'd intentionally miss the beginnings and the ends because the 
they made me feel sad because their <laughs> lack of audience response was just too uh, traumatic for me. So mm. I'd have to, you know, arrive late and leave early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amy came in today and she's bringing three of her favorite artists from the festival. And we're all the elders here, but let's hear what some of the younger people think <laughs> of what's exciting this year. Alex is going to cue it up, but maybe you could describe the three acts that you brought with you today. Sure. Who's first? Anyone? Uh, I have. <laughs> <You're>, uh, <laughs> someone, someone will be first. I received an email that said that Amy's picks were New Chance with a song called Real Time, Kiaville with Drying, and Nada El Shazli with Palmyra. That aligns with my understanding. Excellent. Well, so... <laughs> So yeah, I guess emails incredible these days. It's yeah. amazing you can just forward it and people know exactly what you wrote. Um, yeah, no. So I guess I would start with New Chance. I am so excited. This is um, one of the artists that I have at the festival that I have not seen play live, but whose work I've been really interested in for a while. Um, she's a, it's a producer um, vocalist from Toronto who just released well just I think last year I think 2021 released this album called Real Time on We Are Time Records which is a sweet um, experimental label and um, I just I think this album is so it, like it just makes me feel really like open and relaxed and like the music is is this really interesting mix of like Electronic, uh, like synths, really interesting production, really interesting beats, kind of trip hoppy, kind of psych. Um, I feel very 90s with it, but maybe um, other people who were more adult in the 90s than I was might have a more informed opinion of whether or not that's accurate. We shall see. <laughs> um, I also really love the way that she uses her voice. Um, and uh, I think that there's a real sort of like interesting confidence and like intention behind, or at least I, I sort of hear that as a listener behind a lot of the choices around um, the vocals and um, yeah I'm jazzed I'm really really interested and curious to see what it's like um, in the room and well, that's going to be in June 7th at Casa with Crasher and Seulement Crasher Friends of the Festival I believe yes yes and yeah that, sh that show top to bottom should be pretty great and what about uh, Kiaville tell us about Kiaville is uh, Vicky Mettler who's just such a superstar. I've played a bunch of shows with Vicky and have been a total Kiaville fangirl from yeah. the jump. Yeah. I'm such a fan. I think she's so um, so smart and so good. And um, she's also she's a guitarist and producer and composer. Um, her album Crease came out on Constellation, I believe, just earlier this year. Um, and but it feels like it's been it feels like that her whole vision as an artist has been realized and came out of the ether long ago. Like it just it's she's got such a such a holistic um, creative vision between the visuals, uh, the feeling of the music, the specific sonic palette that she's developed as a composer and producer, um, concept to execution. It's just like totally of it of a piece with itself another um, space wizard i've heard her yes. described as like uh, bjork meets colin stetson she Ooh, has a very like my horror <laughs> film <laughs> creepy like spellbound vibe it's, like, like, it's very mesmerizing so there's something at the intersection show. of creepy and groovy going mm -hmm. on yeah, but yeah, in a way yeah. that's like really really i find really available mm. to like and really kind of approachable in a cool way like asmr pop like it's it's i just love it i think it's great 
And that night too, that's going to be an amazing show with Jessica Moss and Mark Molnar. Mm-hmm. So again, another like stacked. stacked and lineup. family again. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's Vicky on, was the bartender at Cava for many years, right? And right. also has worked a number of Sony TV shoots and sound. Yes. So that one's on the seventeenth at the Sala. Correct. That'll be a killer show. Yeah. And then what's the last one? Oh, Nada. Yeah, he's going to play Wakefield, but we'll be talking about that later. But yes. So Kiva and I actually picked the same song <laughs> from Nada El Shazli. Um, I every time I've seen Nada, I think I've seen Nada El Shazli perform twice. Once at Casa, once at Sala. And it's just, there's such a strong pull. Like, as an audience member, I just, like, can't pay attention to other things. When she's on stage, she's got Mesmerizing. This, oh, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Like, just such presence, but really subtle at the same time. Um, and I don't know if she's released anything in the last, since um, her album Awar came out. Um, but that album is so, there's so much in it. I go back to it and just find new things to, to be interested in and to notice all the time. It's really layered, but really fluid at the same time. There's like elements of free jazz, improv, avant-garde, electronica, um, Egyptian popular music. It's, yeah, it's just, there's, there's so much there, but it never feels crowded. It always feels very like, it just moves in this really satisfying, really beautiful way. And I've, I, I don't know. I'm really, really amped to see um, to see Nada perform again. And we'll be seeing that actually under the stars mm. outside at our first ever outdoor show in Wakefield, Quebec. Yes. And Nada's one of the Swony, I guess, reverberating stories that went out into the world because that connection happened because of Sam Shalavi. And Sam Shalavi was one of our all-time most played at Swony performers <laughs> and but, was, you know the home care worker for my dad and oud player yeah of the world and he moved to Egypt and started playing music with Nada in Egypt and then now she lives in Montreal here mm-hmm. I was gonna ask whether she was living in Montreal yeah, yeah. right on so amazing let's hear those three songs Alex so we'll hear uh real in in uh, the initial order real time um, yes. by new chance is what we're gonna hear next and then we'll hear uh, drying by Kievil and uh, Palmyra by Nada El Shazli. And just to say, you're listening to CKUT 90.3 FM in Montreal. Thank you. 
Welcome back. Uh, you are listening to Montreal Swanee Sessions on CQT 90.3. And we have been going through the program and bringing you some of our favorite picks. And that last set was uh, Amy's selections for the upcoming festival. One thing I want to ask about the festival is that it's not just music. It's also like one of the things that I find really magical about Swanee is that it gives performers the opportunity to meet one another and connect and collaborate and eat together and socialize. And I think out of that and out of creating that space, a lot of other things have happened. And I think that happens through facilitating things like the workshops and um, spaces where people can get to know the performers a bit more intimately, and they're not just always on stage. It, it's uh, that's something that's been a common thread through uh, the festival's history: is just making different spaces and giving time to community and politics and and art and book launches and workshops. So, Kiva, maybe you can you can talk a little bit about that and some of the some of the workshops that are featured this. Swanee. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, one of the things that I really wanted to do coming out of uh, this past couple years of no no togetherness was to that I spent a lot of time reading as well. Not that I wasn't reading before, but for this year I like I devoured books. I don't know at an alarming rate. And uh, one of the people that really spoke to me this year was. Uh, Leanne Betasamosake Simpson and uh, Robin Maynard. And they've both written books in the past, but they've come together and they've written rehearsals for living. And they're going to be book launching that at Salarosa. And uh, um, Ellen Gabriel is going to be moderating that. So that conversation is going to be like, I think that's going to be a really special room to be in this year for sure out of everything. Because they're talking just like about how do we live on this earth, you know, as people as people real and honest and in connection and relation to each other too. I think that's something that's hard coming out of COVID too, is that how do you just live in relation to other people, especially when we've all been so hurt and if we've hurt each other too, that's something that's happening in my life, just how to figure out how to be, you know, and having those conversations with other people and artists and thinkers, I think is an important place to be. Did that make any sense? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> another yeah. author that's coming this year is Shola Vine Reinhardt, and she's coming from England, so that's pretty exciting, across the pond, and um, a trans woman author on Metonymy Press. Anything Metonymy Press does, I know, is going to be amazing, magical, space wizards. So that's going to be a, another neat event because it's happening at Entrepot 77, which is the outdoor space mm-hmm. we're using. Because when we start, first started thinking about this year's Swanee, we, we didn't know how it was going to be. Was it going to be indoors? Was it going to be outdoors? Was it going to be safe to have shows in Kaza? So we actually started by thinking of ways to do it outside. So a number of our shows are actually going to be during the day. Some of them are going to be free. Some of the other ones have a price. But I think that's going to be a whole other way of experiencing Swanee live that we didn't really do in the past. We had some kids shows in the park, but we've never done like a full series of shows outside. Mm-hmm. And for people who don't know, the Entrepot 77 is right beside the Van Horn skate park under the underpass. There's like a big sort of hangar space by the tracks out there. At Saint Laurent. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's going to be neat. Um, and then, what was your question? Oh, the other stuff. There's some... <laughs> the workshops. <laughs> yes. Like, uh, like on the first day, the first uh, thing that's going to happen in the Casa space and s- since it reopened is the Angel Batewood workshop. Yeah. We have a couple of amazing workshops with artists who we just basically give free reign to. And I've never been to one where it hasn't been, like, life-changing in some way, to be honest. Like I was talking about the Milford Grave ones, like mm-hmm. that one. Some I went to the bathroom after the Milford Grave one, and somebody had written on the stall that I was in. It just said, Milford Graves changed my life. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure more mother wrote that because she went in that stall right before I went in. <laughs> just FYI. Yeah. Oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> bathroom gossip. Yeah. <laughs> but it's such a great... Uh, way to digest or further you know educate yourself about an artist is to uh, go to one of those workshops and jay clayton who everybody should if you don't know who jay clayton is Mm -hmm. you should go out and read about jay clayton because jay clayton is 
an amazing 1960s vocalist, part of the jazz, the loft scene in the 70s too in New York City, was associated long-term with Steve Reich and, you know, was one of the first to incorporate poetry and electronics in their vocalizations, let's say. And we're blessed to be having her play this show called 13 Lunar Meditations Summoning the Witches. That is amazing. I am so fascinated by that. I'm definitely going to be. She's doing two workshops. She's doing uh, one at the Casa on the 11th, a SIG workshop, and then she's doing Summoning the Witches. Which okay, but the Summoning the Witches is, is a... on Wiccan like, yeah, yeah. Power Fest. That's going to be great. That's a performance, though. The only workshop is the 11th. But the performance with Eilat Gottlieb and D.B. Boyko is going to be next next level and they're doing a solo set as well and we're going to hear her song coming up next called i love this one it's called may i be gay (laughs) which is how i feel right now lining it up Thank you. 
And we're back. CKUT 90.3 FM, the Montreal Sony Sessions. So the last piece we heard was from Malcolm Goldstein, who's going to be performing on the um, Saturday on the 11th. And speaking of elder statesmen and uh, Sony royalty, Malcolm has played the festival many, many times. And, uh, and a legend, a legend. A huge legend. Tell us about Malcolm. Oh. New Yorker. Performing also with Devonier Ensemble, which will be great. But uh, uh, but this iteration, he's got some pretty special um, music yeah, that yeah. was written for him. Well, Malcolm's actually going to be performing a piece that was written for him by Ornette Coleman. So it's going to be a pretty magical space wizardy night. And Malcolm was a guy who was there in the 60s. He was part of 
the Tone Roads Ensemble, the Judson Dance Leader, the Experimental Intermedia Foundation in New York City. He was trained as a classical violinist. His music became focused, though, on like open improvisation. And he was one of those dudes who, like, when you read his scores, they're like beautiful works of art. You know, like I wouldn't. I'm not a musician, but even I think a musician, like, it's a whole. He would create a whole language, you know, and it was very. They were like abstract paintings. You can also look those up. Someone should ask him how he ended up in Montreal. I'd be curious to know. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I bet that's a good story. True, true. And he was actually, the reason why he started playing Swanee was because he was my across-the-street neighbor. Aw. Yeah. So. so how did you meet? You just met him on the, walking down the street? I don't and actually remember the first time, but I think he came in or was brought in by someone like John Heward. Mm. I'm pretty sure it was John Heward who was the connection. That would make sense. What street? <laughs> Clark. Oh, still Clark. Wow. Yeah. Um, and that's a collaboration with uh, Truck and Art that's uh, been <laughs> collaborating with Swanee for over years and providing us yeah, with yeah, some for the beginning. amazing and shows. Yeah, yeah. And they've been putting on, as far as like experimental jazz music that wouldn't play the jazz fest or even off jazz, like they've definitely been putting, they were the ones bringing that to town mm-hmm. since the 80s, I think. You know, so Patrick's been a real supporter and lover of the festival as well. Too jazzy for the jazz fest. (laughs) Too jazzy. (laughs) Um, But speaking of that, like the next generation of free jazzers that I'm really excited about, women, American, doing interesting things, um, out of Brooklyn right now, um, is Amirtha Kadabi. And she's a composer. She's in everything. One of these um, can play every instrument and write the music and really deep thinking space wizard as well. I can't tell you how many space wizards are playing this festival. Like, it's, like, true. Seems like a prerequisite, actually. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. I like, I like space wizards. Um, but so excited they're coming. I really wanted to have Amirtha play the Wakefield show, which maybe I'll talk a little bit mm-hmm. about now, which is going to be our first in-the-country rural experience. It's in this beautiful location right next to uh, the covered bridge in Wakefield, but also there's an incredible waterfall and you can hear the, like, it's really loud. I was there just the other day and the water was just like, so it's going to be part of the acoustic Mm -hmm. resonance in the event we're having. But that day we got four artists and they're all freaking, we were talking about fire before. This is like all headliner lineup. And uh, Wakefield's only two and a half hours from Montreal, and it's about 45 minutes from Ottawa. So, And this is the weekend of the Saint-Jean. This is the 25th of June, Yeah, this is the 25th of June. So it's going to be beautiful, fingers crossed. Maybe if it rains, we'll move it to the community center. Who knows, though? It's in the talks. Um, But uh, besides um, Nada El-Shazli, Willie Mitchell's playing. Willie Mitchell's... uh, Folk singer from the 60s. Fucking badass. Oh, I swore. Freaking badass. (laughs) Um, And he's been playing Swanee for a while now, but every time he comes, it's just like pure magic happens. And he's from Kitty Ganzibi, which is the indigenous... Well, he wasn't born there, but he was raised there in Kitty Ganzibi, which is the indigenous community right next to Wakefield. So it's going to be like a whole family gathering too. And uh, Esmerine is playing. Esmerine is ex... Godspeed, Silver Mount Zion, Constellation Band, doing beautiful, like, orchestral avant 
classical music um and just gonna be magical under the stars i say magic a lot too wizards magic wizards and magic go together too. Space. Very Very magic. but like badass ones like piratey a little bit piratey right <laughs> And Esmerine is going to be performing music that they wrote during COVID as yeah. well, right? So this Intense. will be the first time they're performing it live to an audience. We're going to hear what the audience. pandemic did to us, well, I guess. The song that I have lined up for everybody is called Blackout. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. And, uh oh. <laughs> uh, it's very apropos right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oops, sorry, Eliza Caution's playing, and she's a guitarist, uh, mm-hmm. amazing experimental guitarist from Montreal, too. So it's just going to be... And we're going to have a lemonade stand where we're going to make Hascap lemonade. My friends have a Hascap farm. Really? Really. I was already excited, but I'm obsessed with Hascap. Oh, do you like weeding Hascap? What? Are we Would you like about? to weed Hascap? Oh, yeah. In exchange for Hascap wine? Oh, my gosh. I'll, um, you I'll connect you. For so, real. so for for real, we're throwing out a lot of dates <laughs> and a lot of shows willy nilly. If people, if people need to like, uh, or willy nilly, oh, yeah, yeah. find yeah. out about it. How how do people find out what shows are where, when they're happening, what time? Well, I think we have some breaking news, right? There's this thing called the internet. It's <laughs> <laughs> the internet is not a space wizard. <laughs> Oh, man. Is it, though? <laughs> it depends how you think about it. But uh, our website is now live. As of 10 minutes ago, you can now go on the Internet, tell all your friends, and it won't just be a spinning circle. It'll give you actual biographies and information, photographies as well. So exciting. We also made actual paper programs, too. Sounded like a drum machine right there. <laughs> that you can get your hands on in limited locations around town. Some might even be hand-corrected by yours truly. Those might be worth more money. Limited edition. Yes, limited. Very limited. To 400 copies. Um, But so let's listen to some more music left. What's left? So um, we're going to hear um, Amartha Kadabi. Decolonize the Mind. Decolonize the Mind, Here we go. Big project. CQT 90.3 FM in Montreal.
best intent himself The only sound you heard was someone talking And the sound of the fire making love Deep inside the soul the spirit's listening Keeping them in line with nature's own Up above the silver bow is gleaming Giving light to guide us through the night Ah, but now we have an ugly spirit though. And he walks around in a good disguise And he comes in the color of our people You can always see it in her eyes Killing the mind, killing the kind
Sorni Peralpopolo is back and in real life for its 22nd edition. All the sights, sounds, and sensations of live music. After two years of online adaptation, Swony is filling up the month of June with liberated music of all genres. Over 45 events and 90 participating artists performing indoors, outdoors, streamed for maximum accessibility. Record and book launches, workshops, a puppet show, a satellite Sony happening in Wakefield, Quebec, of all places, and, of course, much more. For all the goodies, check out swaneyperlpopolo.org. Masks will, of course, be required. For your audio program guide, tune in to the Montreal Sessions, Tuesday, May 24th, May 31st, and June 7 and 14th, from 3 till 5 p.m. The Swanee Crew hosts will be serving up highlights of what to expect at this year's festival. This is, of course, a CKUT co-presentation. And we are back. This is CKUT 90.3 FM, The Swanee Sessions. True. That was very inspiring. Um, So we want to move on to what Swanee looks like. And a lot of what it looks like has to do with the work of Kiva. And so I have appreciated the poster, like the array of visual eye candy that you uh, have created over the years and have seen a very strong, consistent uh, visual aesthetic and uh, um, identity. Um, and so I'd like to know how that came about, like whether the, what, what is that a chicken and egg question? <laughs> <laughs> Which part do you mean? Like the shrooms? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, much of the imagery that you've been working with has always been mystical, but organic, you Botanical. know, a, 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 I think that's what my, I'm personally drawn to, but. Actually, if you look like at all my posters, mm-hmm. because I had to make so many, I mean, a lot of it was, you know, like out of necessity, because when we started doing this, like we couldn't afford to pay people to do anything. So we kind of just had to do it ourselves. And I think I grew up in a house where my dad and mom would, were both printmakers. Like my dad was a silk screener, So he would make, he made a lot of protest posters for trade union organizations. And he actually went out and did a whole bunch of murals in on site or for the steel workers and other un- trade union organizations. And uh, so I, ha- I think just as a way of communicating about a thing, poster making has always been a part of my life. And I, I marched every year under the Women in Trades banner in the Toronto every march my mom would take us to because she was a, a offset printer when i was a kid and she was the in-house printer at sick kids hospital in toronto so back in the olden times <laughs> things everything had to be on paper it wasn't actually emailed or texted or whatever it is kids mm-hmm. do these days and uh wow i sound old eh? but the paper was a good thing i can't believe that they had a printer an offset printer three of them in a basement of a hospital to print out no kidding things for doctors every day like a full print shop oh my god but that is (laughs) wild but because that's part of who i am i built you know like that's how i thought okay well if you're gonna communicate you need a print shop yeah 
Um, but also, I was obsessed. Like, I became pretty infatuated with the medium, I guess. I think once I started doing it, even though it was out of necessity, like... What was your I think process? it's meditative in a way because you're doing the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like once you've made the design, you've done the art, the creative part. Okay, so tell, go back. Okay. So you've got to do a poster for... Okay, but like say I got to do a poster for the crazy noise band and then the next poster is like a free jazz poster and the next poster is like a traditional... So do you start with like, okay, these are the colors I'm going to use? I think I start with the sound. I listen to the music for uh-huh. sure. And that is totally, uh, I think there's inspiration there. Sometimes it can piss me off and I'll go the opposite way that I thought I was going to go, you know, but, uh, I let it be part of the process for sure. And then sometimes I just, instead of like right before a festival, some years I had to do 40, 50 posters in three week period, Mm -hmm. which means 40 or 50 (laughs) different individual ideas for different things. Um, which was a challenge, but you know, within Do you have that. like a, a like I, I've seen themes, like I've yes, seen like there's an definitely. animal, yeah, yeah, series, and a sometimes I just would take a piece of paper and smush it on another piece of paper though, <laughs> with some ink, <laughs> a little uh, bubble gum in between. Well, it was inspired by the music, you know. Mm-hmm. What were they doing? Some of these people just take a piece of paper and smush a piece of paper against another thing, mm-hmm. but with a contact mic. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just actually trying to th- think what the visual presentation of that is. Well, sometimes they do it in the basement so you don't even get to right. see what it is. Like Alex right. St. Ange, he had a contact mic on a beef tongue in the basement of Casa. There was some liquid involved in it in some way. Oh, God. oh wow. I don't remember, but it was next level. Because when I had to take the beer downstairs, he left the freaking beef tongue on the floor. Okay. And I stepped Clean up after yourself. (laughs) It was a vegetarian restaurant at the time. That should be the first rule of performance art, is that you clean up after yourself. (laughs) Very true. They they uh, just don't, though, I gotta say. Yeah, no baby powder on the dance floor. Oh, the freaking baby powder. But yeah, Kiva, you've been making these posters for for decades, and anyone who lives like on the plateau, anywhere around the Sala or Casa, has seen these images on lamp posts and street posts and corners, and we pasted. And it's a very distinct and beautiful aesthetic. Aji. And uh, and Even I think apartment it's apartment hunting on other people's walls. That happened to me a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I think it's a good segue into like how many of the artists that participate in Swanee are also have hugely visual components to their work. Yeah, for sure. Like, let's talk. Let's talk about Gail Young, and let's talk about Laura Ortman, and you know, other people that are that are also doing visual things during the festival. Well, Gail Young is fascinating in a lot of ways, and is a Canadian improvising composer and legend, and I think. You know, another freaking space wizard, like Earth-centric space wizard, who creates her own instruments and totally uses everything from found objects she finds in the woods to things she builds herself or with other people. And 
she uses microtonality a lot. We just heard her piece, or we're going to hear her. We're, piece? we're about to. We're about okay. to. Hear Where is she her? from? Grimsby, Ontario. Oh, wherever that is. And doesn't she they have, have a, sh- a ways goose for letterpress printers in Grimsby? Okay, Grimsby is a hot freaking Ontario town. Okay, <laughs> isn't one of her instruments? It's like a twenty-four strings. Yeah, yeah. There's a amorous. lot of strings. Yeah, it's like crazy. It's visually crazy too. Yeah, these yeah, things yeah. That she to creates. They're them. beautiful to look at. To see her live playing these instruments yeah. that she has built herself and invented, it's pretty groundbreaking. Yeah, and. She played Lux Magna, I think the second year or the third year, anyways, with Sarah Albu. And so they have this connection and they're going to be, they've made a piece together, I'm pretty sure during COVID. And uh, it's going to be vocal though. Sarah Albu's a vocalist and Gail Young's vocals are also uh, Mm -hmm. cool. So I'm really actually totally stoked for that one too, guys. (laughs) Right, and we're also going to hear a piece from Laura Orpman, who is from, originally from Arizona and now, I think, based in Brooklyn. And uh, she is also part of the Indigenous Goddess Gang, right? And she's, yes. she also has, like, a lot of visual components to her work and is shown in, the, like, the Biennale and... Um, and uses a lot of field recordings and can play, like, everything. She plays... With, Violin, guitar, Apache violin, piano, megaphone, saw, and then uses field recording. So what she's doing is actually, I don't know why I keep saying actually. It's actually, not just possibly, but really freaking interesting. Let's hear it. Well, I think this is probably, yeah, this is going to be it for this. Let's, uh, let's talk about um, uh, H21R2. Cause we have oh, that yeah, yeah. Up. New hip-hop group out of... Brooklyn, Brooklyn, very chill, but also like their themes again, anxiety, isolation, paranoia, but in a very chill and uplifting way, I would say. Like, I think you're going to be in this room for this show and you're just going to be, it's going to be love vibes, love vibes. (laughs) Um, Before we go, I just want to thank you all for coming and doing this today. It's been so fun. It's so nice to be on the air and so nice to be in the studio, especially with this collection of beautiful humans. Yeah, and I want to everything. Yeah, (laughs) you've done a great job of of, um, you're just so both so enthusiastic about the music. It's amazing. Uh, Okay, so here we go. This is uh, Gail Young, Jack in the Pulpit. Here on CKUT 90.3 FM in the beautiful city of Montreal.
choked up off the social interaction Too erratic, niggas acting like they coked up Imagine you reside in a maze But you living in your head as niggas come for it Here to get the bread, the forced acquaintances is done for Brain can't even manage being cordial Mean a smile, but I just frown at niggas Bitching on the normal Bitch about the shit I don't give a fuck about Itching to act out and host for someone to record you I be bored with the facades Love to overcompensate but never pay respect Taking up the room to play a beta off A lot of ones around you get the data wrong and fall for it Fuck it, I ain't gotta stay that long Off this head back to the office to play that song Thought this was some novice shit, but it ain't at all I be tight, it don't fit with me Don't got the time to be cold, plus it's Brick City Y'all be sick, really, if it's cold energy No, you can't sit with me, I get really rude Really no space for you and my mood Get in tune with the vibes We just making tunes, we get high You ain't low, niggas know you alive I be so in my mind, you a show every time Clown trying to trick niggas I won't smoke a split with you I ain't your big sister, honey that's your big issue Only wanna blame is you Coming out your neck cause your head big I should take your necklace, you keep crossing niggas crazy You ain't bossing up on baby though I just came to show face But no it won't aim below waist Cause who are you to me? It ain't nothing new to me, I know what it is There's no ambiguity here, we clear on it Not low, high up attention, we're on it Heard you, I ain't even gonna word you To death, you ain't earned my respect to share words in the flesh Absurd, it's a mess It's a mess, it's a mess with you niggas Fuck out of here, bro